Welcome to Facts Roundtable, a podcast dedicated to navigating life with food allergies across the lifespan. Presented in a welcoming format with interviews and open discussions, each episode will explore a specific topic, leaving you with the facts to know or use. Information presented via this podcast is educational and not intended to provide individual medical advice. Please consult with your personal board-certified allergist or healthcare providers for advice specific to your situation. Hi, everyone. I'm Caroline Mawasasi, and I am your host for the Fact Roundtable podcast. I am a food allergy parent, advocate, and the founder of the Grateful Foodie blog, and I am Fact's Vice President of Community Relations. Before we start, we want to highlight FACT's platinum sponsor, the National Peanut Board, and thank them for their years of continued support and partnership. Today's podcast is going to be very special and different because you're only going to have one host today, and that is me, and I'm going to bring you through getting you ready for college. Now, this includes working with your disabilities office and figuring out a plan on how you can live safely and happily at school with food allergies. Now, be ready. We have a lot of tips we're going to be sharing today, and these tips were actually curated from students like you who've had very successful college experiences while living with food allergies. And I want you to think of this podcast like a mini workshop. We're going to explore FACT's admitted students checklist to help you understand how to begin establishing those accommodations, what kind of questions to ask. We're going to look at all sorts of different areas related to college, like housing and dining services, campus life, including things like how do you talk to your roommate. And I want you to take in all this information And then just pull out the parts that work for you because you're very unique and your college management plan is actually going to be very unique to you. And I'm going to start off with one hot tip right now. Start now. This process could take a little longer than you might think. So go ahead and jump in. And I also want you to know that sometimes this process can look intimidating and it can maybe feel overwhelming, but if you just divide it into categories and take it in little bites, you will be fine. But most of all, congratulations. You are joining a group of successful students, thousands of students who are at college right now with food allergies. But this is actually the time that we're going to sit down and we're going to talk about steps that you can consider to take to get yourself ready for college, to get those accommodations established, and how to work with your parents or caregivers or whoever is helping you in this process. And so we're going to get into the grit to get you ready and just to remind you that you're in control and we're going to give you the tools that you can handle. So first of all, after a lot of research, talking to administrators and professors and parents and students and caregivers and athletic directors and dining services directors and all sorts of people and all the different stakeholders that are involved in the college process. After speaking to all of these different people, FAT created the College Resource Center. And if you haven't been there, please go to it, foodallergyawareness.org, navigate yourself to the education tab, scroll down, click on the College Resource Center. You will be amazed. There is a lot of information in there and it was created for students who are going to college and that includes the students who are going to be living on campus and commuter students. So here's a quick side note right off the bat here. Colleges want to speak to you. 
They don't want to speak to us parents because you're the student who's there on campus. You're the one they're going to be dealing with. And you're the 18-year-old who is considered legally an adult. And if you're 17, at some point, you'll be turning 18. So just know right away, the college really wants to speak to you. Now, on that note, it is okay to work with your parent or caregiver right now, get your plan set. And even when you have those initial meetings with the disabilities office, it is okay to have somebody else in the room with you as a note taker or just as backup or quietly in the room. I myself personally was in the room for both of my students there as a note taker simply and to give a little nudge if they're forgetting an area. That's all I was there for. I was basically there just for support. Now, in our College Resource Center, we have a lot of different hubs. I'm going to go through those with you in just a moment. Even though this college process may feel overwhelming right now, because we're going to cover a lot of information in a really short amount of time, it's not as intimidating as you would think it is. And that's why we have these checklists. So just remember, you can take things in little bites and it will work out very good for you. So now I'm gonna review with you first the College Resource Center, and then we're gonna dig down deep into the admitted students checklist. And this checklist is going to have information and questions to help guide you through the process with the disability office. It's gonna give you questions to ask, areas to think about and things like that. And then we're gonna review the move and ready checklist, which is really just a reminder and a way for you just to review everything that you've done and to make sure you're ready for move in day, right? So now turning to the College Resource Center, and I do know some of you might be listening while you're driving or out on a run or doing something. Don't worry, just go back to the computer later when you get a chance. So in the College Resource Center, we have a lot of different hubs, but I really want to focus in on just a few of these for you. First of all, there's a four parents hub and a four students hub. This is where you're going to find these checklists that cover the different phases of being admitted and moving in and for the commuter student. Also, there's a four students how-to conversation section, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. There's a legal consideration section, which I want all of you to visit. It's very important for you to understand your rights. Food allergies are considered a disability, and you have rights here. This section, though, also covers the cost of medical singles, power of attorney, healthcare power of attorney, and FERPA. Again, we're going to talk more about that. And also on that legal considerations note, in our show notes, I'm going to put links to some podcasts where FACTS General Counsel and Vice President of Civil Rights Advocacy, Amelia Smith, will cover some of this information. And again, it's really important. It's a very short section, but don't miss it. Also in the College Resource Center is a section on eating and dining and food service. And in there, there's a section even on eating, cooking, and shopping. So that's when you're moving off campus or you're visiting friends off campus, but expanding your life outside of that cafeteria. Another important section for you to visit is behavioral health, which is all about mental wellness. I highly urge you to visit this section as well, because you know what? Stress is real. It just is. All of us experience it. College can be stressful, but in this center, you can find solutions because you know what? Solutions are always available. So don't be shy. 
go to this hub in the College Resource Center. Also, just a quick side note on stress. Look into your campus's mental health or mental wellness centers and see what they offer. Some campuses offer yoga classes, space where you can just go chill out. If you're feeling frustrated or angry, you can go seek professional help there. They have therapists on staff. They also have some programs that can teach you about stress management, how to create a planner. Colleges know students are stressed and they offer a whole plethora of services. So don't be shy. Find out about that. And just a little side note here, before each of my students went to college, they met with a therapist to get coping skills and to get tools to help them so that when those really stressful moments came, they had something to rely on. Seek out professional help. Get yourself ready. It's going to be fun. And you know what? Just like in life, we all know there are bumps. And then lastly, in the College Resource Center, there is a hub for students who are going right from high school to the workplace because there are things they need to do too. And so we have checklists for you. Everybody is included. Now we're going to talk about the checklists a little bit. And again, everybody, I need you to go to the website. I need you to download those when you're ready. They are going to help you so much. The checklists are really important because they cover areas that are sometimes easy to overlook, and they also give you some of the basic questions to start asking, and then you'll start adding on your questions that are more unique to you. But really, it's just getting you started. And here's a hot tip is include your family in this process. Invite your parent or caregiver or college counselor or whoever is helping you in this process to work with you on this. So that's why FACT created those two different hubs, the four student hub and the four parents hubs. So now the four parents hub contains checklists that are just for the parents and caregivers. And their checklist parallel yours pretty much, but then they're slightly different because it starts to give them tips about passing the baton and letting you take the lead and just a few more things that are directed to them as the adult. So when you do invite them to help you work on this process, have them download their checklists. This transition to college can be a little daunting, but you know what? you need to know you have been trained by the best. If you're listening to this podcast, I can guarantee you, you are from a family that is very active and very engaged in the management of food allergy and that you have been learning from somebody pretty awesome. So just understand you're already going in with a lot of great data in your pocket. Now, as you go to college and you start to transition, taking over your food allergy management, something to consider is establishing your own rules, like your personal food allergy rules or guides. And here are some examples of some things that can be in your food allergy management rule book. One of them that we recommend to every single human with a food allergy, always carry at least two epinephrine auto injectors at all times, no exception. When you leave that dorm room and you've got your ID and your pass key to get back into your dorm, you should have your epinephrine too. Like those all just go hand in hand, no exceptions, non-negotiable. Another one, never eat foods that don't have labels on them. And also learn about label reading and don't be shy to call a manufacturer or email a manufacturer 
to see if there's any cross contact about the products you want to eat. And what I mean by that is sometimes a manufacturer will run, say, a cookie down the line that has dairy in it, and you want to buy the dairy-free cookie. Well, the question here would be is, was this cookie exposed to any dairy while it was being manufactured? So was it made on the same line? Was it made on a shared line with a dairy cookie? Was it made in the same facility? And then if it was made in the same facility, here's another question. A lot of manufacturers are really large, and so they could be three football fields big, and they could have one building that has no dairy and one building that does have dairy. Reach out to the manufacturer and ask them about cross-contact. And you can learn more about label reading by visiting FACT's website, and you can just do a search about label reading. Not only do you want to label read, but you want to make sure that in your guidebook here on how to manage your food allergies, you have a policy that when you go to a restaurant, you ask about your allergens. Or if you're invited to somebody's house, you speak to them first. Or sometimes professors actually invite people over, or they go to restaurants together and do different things dependent on the class and what you're studying. So maybe have in your policy too, that you're going to ask about the meals that are being prepared by others or by restaurants or at events. Another hot tip for your own personal guidebook here, create a list of safe restaurants, pizza places, fast food places. So then that way, if you're with a group of friends and they're pondering going to pizza, you can pop right up and say, hey, I heard pizza place X on Center Street is great. When in reality, not only are they great, but it's allergy friendly for you. So have that ready and that's gonna remove a lot of stress. On that same breath, create a list of safe snacks or even grocery store items. So that way if friends are inviting you over or you guys are going on a picnic or you're heading out for a trip or a day out somewhere, Someone who's shopping can just quickly go and buy the right kind of chips or the right kind of salami or yogurt or whatever it is that you need. Also, too, last tip for creating your own personal guide and rules for managing your allergies, work with your doctor and your family to also look at these rules and make sure you're not missing something that your family's been doing. Okay, so now we're going to turn our attention directly into that admitted student checklist and some of the areas it's covered. I'm going to talk more globally here, but your checklist will be real specific with these questions. So first thing, you're admitted. Yay, right? Next step, contact the disability office or academic support services. A lot of campuses have different names for that office, but really important, contact them immediately. Ask them, who is my champion? Who is a person I need to speak to to establish these accommodations? And then once you get that person, ask them, are you my champion? For the next four years, are you the person I go to if I run into trouble? Because that's really important too. Because if you do run into trouble, you want to already have a bit of a relationship with the person who's going to help you with it. Immediately ask them, what is the paperwork I need to establish accommodations? Another critical aspect of that is ask them, and what date is all of this due? Because that's really critical for you because you need to make your appointment to go see your doctor. I can guarantee you most colleges are going to want you to have a fairly fresh and current doctor visit under your belt. So you really want to find out when is the paperwork due? And then you also want to find out, does your physician need to fill out the paperwork? 
Do you fill out the paperwork? Do both of you fill out the paperwork? Does the physician create a letter and send it? And the reason you want this is so when you go to see your doctor, you have all the documents in hand and everything that you need for the school. So those are some really important, like right off the bat questions you want to start asking the disability office. Next, you want to ask them about dining services and how you're going to eat safely on campus. So we're going to take a little sidestep now here into the world of dining services. You want to ask disabilities, who do you speak to? Is it the dining services director, the chef, the dietitian? The school will have somebody who they want you to speak to who's going to be in charge of that food service and you with your food allergies. And once you meet with that person, ask them, is there established food allergy service protocol in place? Has the staff been trained on handling food allergens in the kitchen and serving food allergies? How do they expect you to eat safely on campus? Some colleges have dining halls. Some colleges have dining halls and franchise restaurants on campus. Some schools actually have relationships with restaurants off campus, and you could use your card. Some colleges have grab-and-go places. So ask them, what kind of food establishments do we have? And then how do students with food allergies eat on campus? What are you expected to do? Also, if you're an athlete, you do theater, band, other activities that might have you missing meals because you're at practices or tournaments or games and so forth, ask them, what do you do about that when you're going to miss a meal? Can you pre-order a meal and pick it up? How does that work? And then also, if you are a student who arrives at campus early, ask how to handle that, because this is really critical, because if you're an athlete or an international student or, again, theater, and they want you on campus before the traditional move-in day, are the dining halls open? Are they open fully? Like, how are you going to eat safe? So that's a really important question to ask, too. Now we're going to kind of sidestep a little into housing. So you're going to want to ask disabilities again, who should you be speaking to? And again, when you're speaking to these different departments, make sure you're not speaking to a fellow student, or if you are, that that person is delegated and they can either make decisions or get you to the right person. Because the challenge of speaking to a fellow student is they might not have all the information or it's a temporary employee. You really want to be speaking to someone who's going to be on campus throughout the year and who is hopefully a decision maker. Now, regarding housing, you need to think about this. Do you want a roommate or do you want a medical single? And I highly encourage you to listen to one of the FACT podcasts, actually I have two podcasts, with students who are already in college and they review how they chose roommates and how they actually handled their food allergies in the dorm. And I will make sure again in the show notes, there's the link to those podcasts. Staying on topic with roommates, ask housing, do they have a process for roommate matching? Also, if you do want that medical single, ask them, what is the process for that? And the reason you need to know that is often the doctor has to put that in their notes or that has to be a request from the doctor and the doctor showing the disability and why that is so important for you to have a single. And then just a quick side note on that. You should not be paying a single rate. You should be paying a standard doubled rate. And again, that information is going to be in our legal consideration section. But it is very important to speak to housing and dining services right away. Housing 
more importantly, slightly, because there's a time restraint. You need to get that medical single request in fast. Next, ask disabilities about classrooms and labs. Ask them who will inform the professors of your allergies. Is it you? Is it the disabilities office? Some students prefer to have a direct conversation with their professors, while other colleges already have a system in place where they inform professors of students in their classes with their health needs. Also, science, humanities, and even art classes can engage with food either in experiments or cultural exploration. So be prepared again to speak to your professor at the beginning of the year about your food allergies and just asking, might these opportunities come up? And if so, can you be proactive? The next section on the checklist is medical needs. And Part of these questions here are for the school, and then some of these are for you to use with your doctor. So in regards to the school, ask them about the environment. So if you have environmental allergies or asthma, ask them about service animals and if you will be placed on a floor where there are service animals, because a lot of schools have HVAC systems that can pick up dander and hair in one room, put it in the system, and then it comes out in somebody else's room. So you really want to kind of get a feel for how they deal with allergies and asthma. But that is also a conversation you need to have with your doctor, asking them what kind of accommodation do you need on that level? And so in speaking with your doctor, don't forget to get an updated emergency action plan. I know it might look cumbersome to you, but it is so helpful when there's an emergency that a friend or your school or whoever's with you has something they can look at and visually help them help you. So don't be shy about the emergency action plan. Get one updated. Keep one in your room that other students can find. Keep one in your backpack. Trust me, they're wonderful here. So now talk to your doctor too about how do you continue your health care? So now that you're going to be away, are you going to see your doctor every summer? Does your doctor want you to see someone locally? If you're participating in treatment, how's that going to continue? What is that going to look like? If you're getting allergy shots, can the healthcare center on campus handle this? Or do you need a different doctor? If you're participating in OIT or SLIT or anything else, sit down with your doctor and get the plan. How are you going to handle this while at college? Also, another key area is prescriptions. If you already aren't doing it, do it now. Learn how to get your prescriptions filled because it takes time. You have to call the doctor, ask for the prescription. That could take a couple of days right there. And then the pharmacy might need a few days. So learn about this process on how to get your prescriptions updated. Don't forget to check your expiration dates. There are plenty of apps out there to give you reminders of when to renew your medications and so forth. Also learn about local pharmacies, what pharmacies are local to you and learn about the hours because not all pharmacies stay open late. So you also need to plan on how to get to that pharmacy, how to pick it up and how to fill it. Sounds silly, but trust me, this is a really important area for you to know. One last area now to discuss with disabilities is emergency services and medical care, okay? Really important for you to know how are medical emergencies handled on campus? Because I don't know if you noticed when you're taking your tours, you'll see these roads and chains across them. 
right? So if you have an allergic reaction, do you call 911 or do you call campus security? Because the value of campus security is they are the only ones with the key who can unlock those chains so an ambulance can come through. So really critical to find out how do you respond to a medical emergency. Also, learn about the local hospitals and ER. So if you do have an allergic reaction off campus, you know where to go. One more note about the ER. If you believe you're having an allergic reactions, go to the ER. Do not go to urgent care. They don't have the same life-saving equipment that the ER does. So do talk to your doctor about when to go to the ER. If your campus is in a remote area, also ask your doctor, do you need to carry more epinephrine auto-injectors? All right, I know this is a lot of data, but stick with me. Print out these checklists and just take them in little bites. We have two more sections I want to review here with you very quickly. The civil rights and legal considerations section that we talked about. Absolutely, again, visit this. Visit this with your parents or caregivers. Talk about the power of attorney, healthcare power of attorney. These are really important for you to discuss. This is where you give permission to an adult to have access to your records, to be able to call the hospital if you are in the hospital. Because remember, you are going to be 18 and considered an adult. And so hospitals and all these other entities now want to deal with you, not their parents. And legally, they can't speak to your parent unless you give permission. Also speak to your campus, and actually you can find it online usually, where you can give permission to your parents if you want to look at your records. So it could either be academic records, your grades, or it could not be academic records, but it could be that they can contact disabilities and different areas. So in case you need your parents' help and you might want them calling the school for something, discuss this. Again, look at the website, look at the information, have those conversations and choose what's right for you. Now, lastly, we're going to touch on stress again. Students with food allergies actually have pretty exceptional coping skills because you have been learning how to deal with stress from a very young age. So you actually are entering college with a leg up than most of your other friends. Now, in the College Resource Center, I mentioned that Behavioral Health Hub. Just want to bring it up again. These checklists are overwhelming. So go ahead and visit that Behavioral Health Hub and get some tips on how to manage stress and how to be resilient. There's a lot of really great things in there. And also, I just want to emphasize to you, don't be shy to get support. We talked about it a little while ago. It is worth bringing up again. There's so many tools out there just to help you get your breath, help you learn how to organize. It can be a little overwhelming going to college at first, and maybe you do need help with your planner and calendar, and there's a lot of help out there. Also, I'm going to share with you one tip from the Behavioral Health Center is take time for yourself. Do one item that you love daily, whether it's reading a book, going for a run, watching a silly video, or something else entirely. So you're going to pick up things like that in there. So again, don't be shy. Go right to that center. Now I'm just going to touch very briefly as we come to our end here on the Move In Ready checklist. And again, you're going to want to download those after you get all this other stuff done. 
But the reason you want to download these lists is they're pretty much a list that's just going to help you confirm that you have everything established in place. You have your accommodations in place. You know how you're going to eat. You're ready with your medications. You've you know got everything kind of sorted. This checklist is going to help you with that. This checklist also is going to remind you to book your hotels for move-in weekend now. And actually, do it now. Don't even wait. Hotels book up quickly. If your family is moving you in, you want to book your hotel now. You want to figure out where you're going to be eating. Find safe places so you're not wandering around when you're tired and exhausted and a little amped up because college is starting. This checklist also is going to remind you to look at those prescriptions. Make sure you have all your medications. And then one really important part of this checklist is it's going to ask you to get your food allergy talk ready. And what I mean by that is, do you have your speech down, your short speech on how you're going to say, hi, I'm Caroline and I have food allergies. So think this through. How are you going to introduce yourself? And then how are you going to bring up your allergies? And then what are you going to say? I'll use my son as an example for you. He introduced himself to people and he said, look, I have multiple food allergies. I carry my rescue medications. They're right in here. And in my room, I hang them on my door and they're right there. And all I have to do is avoid accidental cross contest with my allergens. But if I have an emergency, this is what I need to do. And I just need your support. That's it. Short and simple and sweet. There you go. But it really is important to think it ahead of time. And if you do need a little help with that, in that college resource center, we do have a hub called How To Conversations. And that actually will give you some scenarios and then give you some tips, like how to talk to your professor, how to talk to the roommate, how to talk to the RA and things like that. So again, don't be shy. Now, before we wrap up today, I just want to congratulate you. You have done a tremendous job and I'm proud of you. I can tell you facts proud of you. And I know your family and friends are very proud of you. And if you ever need support, no, we're here. Fact does have a Facebook group for college students only. No parents. They have their own group. This is for you. And yes, I know it's on Facebook and that's seriously cringy and that's okay. Sign up for Facebook. No one's going to know other than people in the private group who are going to be just as cringy as you. Actually, you're not being cringy in my book, but it's really important because Facebook gives us that platform where you can get on there and it's private and you can post a question and you can have your peer group answering. There are a few of us from FAC that are on there. And so we'll be able to interject a little information to you. It is completely private. We will never share anything we see or read with anybody ever. So I do invite you to join that group. And also again, for the 500th time, look at the show notes, go to the fact website. I want you to listen to those podcasts featuring the college students sharing their different experiences. They're very honest. They're very raw. They talk about food allergies. They talk about alcohol. They talk about allergic reactions, mistakes they've made, successes they've made. Go ahead and listen to your peer group. And on that note, again, congratulations. I wish you could just see how proud we all are of you. And again, we're here for you. You need anything, you just email us. We will always answer you and it will always be private. 
Before we say goodbye today, we just want to highlight one more time FACS Platinum sponsor, the National Peanut Board, and we would like to thank them for their years of continued support and partnership. Thank you for listening to FACS Roundtable Podcast. Stay tuned for future episodes coming soon. Please subscribe, leave a review, and listen to our podcast on Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Have a great day and always be kind to one another.